London. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're here for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Glad you're with us uh, here and hope you can spend, uh, well, whatever you can. We're glad to have you. Uh, in On the uh, BMW Des Moines guest list here today, we will start at the bottom of the hour or thereabouts with our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. We'll go around college football you know, the more I look at this slate, Trent Condon, week two, look, it's college football. Right. But it's not like there's a ton of options. Well, there's one big game. Well, sure. Of course. And but... see, that makes it easier. You can tailgate. You can have a good time. Yeah. You don't have to worry about missing anything. That's true. It's all about one game. Cyhawk. Middle of the afternoon. Right in the middle of everything. One game in the early time slot, Oregon uh, and uh, and uh, Ohio State, then late are you surprised? You know, when you think, when you look back at it, why is Washington, Michigan prime time, and this top ten matchup, Cyhawk, which is a good slot. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but um, Washington off that stinker, and a lot of the sharps love Washington. By yes, the way. they do. And Michigan, I get the brand in Michigan. Mm-hmm. That that's what that's the. Answer. I think it probably is. We're right? talking about one state versus yeah. Michigan. Yeah. College football, blue blood, Washington, mm-hmm. a near blue blood, big markets. Talking what Detroit and Seattle versus. Cedar Rapids and Des Moines. Yeah, that, that's probably the answer. But anyways, it's it's not a good slate of games no. this week. We won't look fondly about, other than Cyhawk, mm-hmm. uh, back at, uh, boy, week number two was something, wasn't it? Jesus, all of those games. There's too much. Uh, anyways, who's complaining? Well, I guess I am. Uh, but I'll get off of that right now. Uh, so we'll talk to Bill Bender at 1030. Lee Sterling is with us, ParamountSports.com. At 1045-ish, Lee will have a handful of games. We will uh, pick his brain on those at 11.05. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. Yes, we'll preview a little bit of the Buffalo game, but want to pick his brain on what he's seen um, you know, early in the Big Ten and the Big Ten West. Uh, we'll get his thoughts on that. And then at 11.30, Ben Visser. Yesterday we had Doc on the Hawks. Today, Ben Visser on Iowa State. Ben Visser writes at Doc's old paper, the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Visser covers Iowa State. So we'll do that coming up here at about 11.30 as we take you until noon. So we're in such football mode yesterday. Raise your hand, listening audience, if you woke up yesterday morning and knew that the Baseball Hall of Fame was inducting some um, some Hall of Famers yesterday. Did I you didn't, know? Th- I didn't. I didn't see it. We love baseball. I saw Reggie Jackson wearing a Jeter jersey on Twitter, a picture of it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's happening. I saw a picture of Fergie Jenkins and Larry Walker, two fine Canadian lads, right, uh, as members of the Hall of Fame. Well, I didn't know that was today. And then Jeter, of course, and. Uh, why did they keep it a secret? Or did they? We just didn't care because, after all, it's King football. I think that's the answer to it because, yeah, that's something normally. Right. Is it normally this time no, of year? No, it's okay. not. Okay, I was going to say, did I forget something? I... Why put it in September? Why exactly? Come you, on, MLB. You should be a little prouder of the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. You would think. And this I, is, you know, I don't know. Wouldn't it make sense The maybe the weekend after the Field of Dreams game and all the momentum? Yeah, brilliant. Something Trent. like that? Brilliant. 
Yeah, September. Let's go up against football. That's gone so well right. for us the last 30 years. Bring the Hall of Famers out, you know, like they do at the Hall of Fame game in Canton. For mm-hmm. Bring them out of the field, at the field of dreams. Maybe that's something for next year. Maybe that is something for, boy, we, we are, we're so helpful to corporations and we entities are. out there. with our One of these days, Trent Condon, someone will uh, latch on to one of them. Pe- people are listening, though, because did you see Barrett Sports Media? It's a sports media yeah, website. I saw that. What was up with that? Wrote, I have no idea. Didn't even didn't reach out to me. Apparently didn't reach out to you, but no. was listening to our show, seeing what we were talking about with Cyhawk. Maybe. Maybe there's something coming in October. Uh-huh. We shall see. Anyways, uh, so the Baseball Hall of Fame yesterday kind of snuck up on everybody. Trent, in the next few minutes, uh, we are going to go on record, uh, as we always do with our NFL predictions, uh, season-wise, more in the Super Bowl, we'll pick the divisions, etc. Uh, it's fun to look back. It, mm-hmm. it, it's because you can laugh at yourself, right? And we do, because normally there's you know some of the... Yeah, we might get a couple of them right, but a couple of them will be embarrassingly wrong. Although, man... I just don't see my Super Bowl forecast coming back to bite me like the Cowboys did last year. Uh, because that was terrible. That was awful. You had the Cowboys getting to the Super Bowl. Getting to the Super Bowl, yeah. That didn't work out well. Now, i got to get to the playoffs first. Right, right. I had Kansas City there against New Orleans, mm-hmm. who actually won the NFC South. It wasn't the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I wasn't too far off on that right, one. Right, right. Playoffs were a different story there. Yeah. We'll go uh, on record. We'll try to do a little bit better. I kind of hope we don't, uh, so we can poke some fun at each other. Well, That's even more fun, isn't it? It is. So, um, baseball, apparently the Hall of Fame final week in July. Thank you, Glenn, who listens in the eastern part of the state. Mm -hmm. Uh, Appreciate that. Kind of a quiet day in Cyhawk this uh, yesterday. Did you take it that way, the press conference? There was really no media opportunities. I guess the uniforms, who gives a damn? That's my take, what they wear. They're just ugly. I don't care. That's... I am the self We're shocking pink. <laughs> I really don't care. The uniforms are of Iowa. I just don't. It has nothing to do with the black. I could give two craps. Black uniforms can look good. I just think, especially those white and black ones, they're so yeah, boring. I don't care. They're just gross. So no, the, we'll the, move the, on from that. The thing that I do not care about, but would point out, it's going to be 93 <laughs> degrees yeah. in the middle. Maybe go with uh, some, some gold. Yeah, at least they switch sides. Boy, that was a brilliant move on Campbell's part, right? Yeah, yeah. Why would for so long... The Iowa State bench looked into the sun, peered into the sun, had to cover. No, that's what the opposing team does. You make it awkward for them over there. They, look back no further than the last time. You, was it the last time Iowa State went to Baylor? Yeah, it was, was it two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but, can't have a tent on the sideline. Yeah. 120 and, degrees on the field. I mean, that was Camp, one of Campbell's first moves is, no, 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 we're, we're, going, we're going on the west side of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And those folks that had those tickets for you know families for for years on the east side right behind the iowa state bench well now you're right behind the opposing team bench. which is more fun be. i think you want to be behind the opposing oh team? Yeah. yeah razin that that's where our seats are at kinnick and well you must sit close to doc fuller because his aren't far from there either we're a little bit further up the sideline i'm gonna guess than doc fuller is yeah we're, we're not towards the middle of the field right. we're towards the end zone so yeah i i like that part of it mm-hmm. and hearing i'm not somebody that yells anymore at the opposing players as a youngster, yeah, a little bit. But uh, yeah, you get to razz him a little bit, give him a hard time. Guy makes a bad play, misses a kick. Yeah, you get to hear some of the comments as they come back to the sideline. Right. I get a kick out of that. Which, um, in, in your time sitting behind the bench, which coach is the most animated? Could you hear the clearest? Head coach. Um, is, is there one that kind of sticks out above the others? No, we're not that close okay. that are able to hear anything like that. No, if I 
certainly wish that was the case, but yeah, nothing really jumps to mind. There's been just so many guys that go through there. Mm-hmm. Fitz's team at Northwestern, they're always so fired up on the sidelines. You, know, you can see he's got those guys every single year locked in. Strength and conditioning in. coach. Right. Locked in for the Iowa game every single year. Uh, Wisconsin feels like it doesn't matter who the coach is, going back to Barry and, mm-hmm. and into, into Bielema and on and on and on. They were always a team that seemed to like to give it back to the crowd. Did a they? Bit. Yeah. yeah. Remember Melvin? Regardless of score? Yes. Melvin Gordon, though, and that huge performance he had at Kinnick. Yeah. And he had a lot to say to the Iowa fans who were giving him a hard time because right. he was a former Hawkeye commit. Yeah. And people were reminding him about that. So yeah. it's, I think that's more fun than being behind your team's bench, but mm-hmm. maybe that's just me. Uh, all right. We're, we'll go on record here uh, coming up in the next few minutes. A uh, scale of 1 to 10, um, how excited are you for this game tonight? I, I love the NFL, uh, the season launch, the yes. Thursday night. I'm glad they went to that. It's been a number of years now, but I, you know, kind of a standalone game. You get the defending Super Bowl champ, uh, the the hype leading up to the game. There's usually a band, a live band there. You know, just I mean, it does nothing for me, but it does for a lot of people. So um, just the pomp, the pageantry, the fact that. Um, the best time of the year is upon us. Not only college football, but the NFL gets underway tonight. And Trent, I have a major opinion on this game. You do. I really and truly do. Well, you gave us a winner last night. Well, Let's do it again. Yeah, with Manoa. Yes. He was good for a while. Uh, I watched that MLB Network had that, so I was oh, able to watch Oh, did they have the game bit, last yeah. night? I was watching the Blue Jays feed last night. Uh, the game. That's a good baseball team. Yes. That's a good baseball team. And watching that, and also my twins last night a Well, you bit. text me that yes. the, the Joe Ryan's got a no-no going. Um so I flipped over there to watch it, and promptly second ba- second batter I think yeah, gave it, it up. Second batter gave it up. Perfect through six. Now, and a Sip third. wants to change time. Sip, you can't do this on it's twenty minutes before. Little <laughs> sip, that's unbelievable. Always moving. It's just, it's well, he's got to get over. He's got what? Probably going to I don't know Kearney or something like that. And Carney, he's, Carney, and yeah. he's. Gonna sit there. He's gonna have some mashed potatoes, a little chicken, and talk to the people in front of him, and go to the Rotary Club for a while, yeah, and then go by. to another one later yep. on in the day. Have a mid afternoon snack as he'll get some brownies and have some coffee, and then talk to the people. So do do this. I mean, I know that in the past the Cyclone Club, there's <laughs> been, but I think that was like a once a month. Th- these things in Nebraska are a weekly occurrence. Everywhere apparently. he drives across the state for this stuff. Well, it they're is. paying him well to do so, right? Why wouldn't you, right? Right. He's Stephen M. Sipple, but it's a different level over there. Yeah. A completely different level. I had one one more Cyhawk thing I wanted to bring up. Okay. And yeah, it was fun last night actually watching the Twins. Probably the most watched a full Twins game in a long time just because of how well the Joe Ryan was pitching. Mm-hmm. But the Tyler Goodson comments. Yep. I know it really, there's just something about the term Super Bowl that takes Iowa State fan to another level. You bring that up. And even if you say it's our state Super Bowl, and they lose it, they absolutely lose it. Be- <laughs> well, it is our state Super Bowl, right? But you say that to a Cyclone fan, is it just a trigger because of Maybe. the McCarney era, yeah, and how it really was look like at like the Super Bowl? No, it, it didn't look like it. It was. It was. I mean, we we work with a guy who was on McCarney's staff. Mm-hmm. He'll go unnamed, but he works here at the, at iHeart. Uh, and he was what the director of he had some really cool title, uh, and when Chizik came in, of course he lost his gig, and we're better off for him because he now he works with us. But he's told us how important that game was for Iowa State, and it was. You had to win that game. But and, there's just something about that term. And Tyler Goodson, I don't think he when he said those comments, he didn't know what kind of trigger saying Super Bowl was. Mm-hmm. 
But oh, now Iowa State's got built, built bulletin board material. Right. Slow down on that. You don't think Iowa has bulletin board material? You don't think the coaching staff remembers Matt Campbell shouting over at their sidelines? You think you're so blank and smart from the game two years mm-hmm. ago after the touchdown on the, yep. fake, on the trick play? You don't think that motivates Iowa? You don't think that Sam Laporta is looking up and seeing all the press clippings of Charlie Kohler? You don't think Tyler Goodson knows about everything that's said about Brees Hall? Iowa can have their own bulletin board material. One comment about the Super Bowl. This is not something that's going to tip the balance one way or the other. The ball's kicked in the air, Trent. (laughs) Oh, but he called it our Super Bowl. I'm going to get him. No. You know what? It's, 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 I like these things. I do too. You know, it just, it's just. We need more of them. Mm -hmm. We need more of that. We need more Fred Bars saying, I, yeah, I hate, what is it? I I hate the color red. Those kind of things. You, You need more of the Julian Vandeveld who, Basically, Iowa was not allowing freshmen after his comments saying, I hate the entity that is Iowa State University. We need more of those things, but... but look at Bohannon. Look at yes. Yang. Look at what goes... Read Scott Dockerman's first two paragraphs of his unbelievably picture-painting piece, PPP, at The Athletic. Read that if you want to know what this, this rivalry is about. This is what makes it so great. This is why I get so upset that there are so many people that, you know what, if it goes away, it goes away. We want to play somebody else. <laughs> well, play somebody else. That's fine. Just play Iowa State or play Iowa if it's in Iowa State's case. Um Anyways, that's how it is. Do you want to go on record with our picks? What do you want to do? How do you want to orchestrate these next 10 minutes? So, in the past, we've picked the division winners. Uh-huh. We picked our wildcard teams and then our Super Bowl. Yep. Does that seem fair enough? Division winners, wildcard, Super Bowl. Yes. You know what? Why don't you see who's online one? Okay. Because they've been on there for five, six minutes. Um so I don't want to let them hold. We can finish doing our picks. We will go on record. Super Bowl vision winners. Um, I have a major opinion on this game. I'll, I'll share it with you now. I shared it yesterday. I think Tampa Bay is going to crush the Cowboys tonight. I really do. Zach Martin being out in the middle of that line. Uh, I don't think Indomitian Sue is going to be able to answer the bell. But Vita Villa is, and he is a player, and so is Shaq Barrett. And Zach Martin means so much to that Cowboys offensive front. Dak Prescott didn't play a snap in the preseason. I know that that's not exclusive to you know uh, starting quarterbacks, but after the injury that he came off of last year, and they babied him. If you watched Hard Knocks, and don't lie, because very few of you did, um, he didn't do anything until very until episode what was it was there five episodes so I think on Tuesday night I saw Dak Prescott and by the way the series got better as it went on did it it stunk early it was it was a tough watch early I was out so episode one in about twenty minutes episode two that was enough and um, I think the numbers reflect that yeah as bad as it got but the, but the series got better as it went along. I just think Tampa Bay's going to kill them tonight, Trent. Kill them. In fact, I'm shopping for an alternative line. Oh, eight and a half, you're going to lay more Why than not? that. Why not? I mean, eight and a half is kind of a crazy number it anyways. Is. Yeah. It's, it's seven or nine or ten. Eight and a half really means nothing to me. Um, but I think that they win by two touchdowns, maybe two touchdowns plus. Two touchdowns. Man, you are you are going deep into the box. They return the, everybody. The, everybody. Everybody, the first time in the history since in the salary cap era mm-hmm. that the defending Super Bowl champ returns all 11 on offense, starters, likewise on defense. And we saw how good this team was at the end of the year. So is there a hangover? I don't think Brady lets them. I think the crowd's going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. I think that um, 
Dallas is walking into a hornet's nest. I love Domination. I, I love Tampa Bay. I might be listening to you tonight because I don't have a strong feel one way you or the other. You don't? Trent, I looked at the slate of games. I know yesterday when um, you didn't like anything. No. I like too many. You like too I many. I like too many games this week. Mr. Every Friday come in, and I have two games I like this week. Right. You like too many games. I, I can you, find six or seven in the NFL alone. So you're going to give out ten plays tomorrow? No. <laughs> I'll it, try and find my five best, but um, anyways, we shall see. Let's go on record. Yes. Where do you want to start? Let's start at the top. AFC East. Division winner. Uh, the division winner, the AFC. I know who you're picking. Well, I'm picking Buffalo. You're going Buffalo. Right, I've got them winning the Super Bowl, so I will take Buffalo to win uh, the AFC East. How about you? I'm going to take the New England Patriots, and you can get them at plus 350 right now to win the division. So why do you like them? I love the defense. I love what they did in the offseason, uh-huh. rebuilding that. I think Harris is a stud at the running back position. Mm-hmm. And though I'm not a huge Mac Jones fan. I think he's going to be really good. Going to be. Going to be. I think that they have the perfect situation, obviously, for him. Mm-hmm. Belichick knows how to adequately slow ease a quarterback like him in. I think he's going to be good enough for them to go 11-6 and six mm-hmm. and outlast Buffalo for the division. Did you hear what uh, Rob Dinkovich, who played for uh, Parcells for a long time, Parcells for Belichick for a long time, um, he said that Mac Jones was teaching Cam Newton the playbook this, this August. Really? In the offseason, uh-huh. Mac Jones, rookie, was teaching Cam Newton the playbook. All right, so you're on board. you got the Pats. I've got the Bills. To the north. We know it's not Pittsburgh for you. You hate the Steelers. I, I can't year. stand that. I cannot stand them. So um, Bill Bender will go at 11.05. Um, I'm going to take Cleveland. You're going Cleveland. All right. I'm also going Cleveland. Okay. We agree on that one. Neither of us going with Baltimore. Nope. In that, the... That's who it was between. I think yeah. Cincinnati goes over their total. Mm-hmm. Their total six and a half. I think that they will. I think they'll go over that. Um, obviously, it's going to depend how healthy Joe Burrow is. And haven't heard a lot about that. Have you? No. That's they were very cautious, as yes. you would expect, because he got hurt halfway through the year last year. Um, but we're both on board for Cleveland. All right, in the South. I got Indianapolis. You do? I'm going Indy. I'm believing in Wentz. I'm going that direction. How many games does he play this year? Under. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Tennessee. By the way, how about the game tomorrow to, or on Sunday? Jacksonville-Houston. The loser with a leg up for the number one overall pick already. Get your tickets now. April's draft. Um, I'll take Tennessee. Free like square to- as we go to the AFC West. Boy, I'm tempted, Trent. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, free square. Uh, to the uh, that's Kansas City for people. Yeah, to keep of course, track right? Of course. Uh, NFC East. Cowboys are the favorite. Yep. Washington's the second pick, yep. and I love that defense I do too. But Fitz is he going to play a full season? No, no. Don't like the backup. This might be dumb. This is out on a limb. But this is no, something that don't I take the Eagles. It's not them either. The Giants. The offensive line stinks. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I'm going Washington. I, I so badly, and I did bet one point this summer. I got uh, the Giants at I think like plus four fifty to yeah. win it. I'm not confident in it. And for our purposes here, give me Washington. Back and and back. it is Fitz, right? It's not Heineke. Did did Fitz win the gig? Yes, I, they announced him. Did they early? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's between the football team and the Cowboys. I'm going to. And by the way, how are the Broncos at the Giants, the late game, mm-hmm. the late uh, afternoon window? 
going up against Green Bay and New England, going up against Kansas City um, and, and Cleveland, New England and Miami, and they parked the Broncos and the Giants in that time slot? Why? It's on the East Coast. Sounds like a U problem. It is a U problem, and then all other Broncos. I'll be well, watching that. Red zone as yeah, I get ready I mean, for my team well, I want to watch Cleveland and Kansas City. That's right. the game of the week. Uh, okay, so I'm going to take the Cowboys. You're going back to the well I'm with the Cowboys. I'm going back to the Cowboys. After just saying they're going to get clipped by get more than two tonight, touchdowns. And they'll be 9-8 and eight and they'll make the playoffs. 9-8 and eight will do it. Uh, is there a free square in the NFC North? Yeah, I'm going Green Bay. Yeah, so am I. Uh, in the NFC South, is there a free square there? Or do you like somebody, the upstart Saints, with Jameis Winston at the helm? You know my love of Jameis. I am a big, big Jameis fan. And he got to watch last year. He and did. I think you should put some stock in that aspect. And I also have Atlanta winking at me. Really? 9-1. to one. Kyle Pitts. Maybe it's the price. Yeah. Matt Ryan. Uh, He's flirting with me. He's in the corner. Uh-huh. Give me the eye to set me a beer. You know who's in the other corner? Tom Brady. Oh, hey, Tom. Let's go Tampa. <laughs> Good idea. Uh, in the West, this is where we're going to, I think, have some separation mm-hmm. here. Um, go ahead. It's the Rams for me. I like the Rams. I love the starting end talent. I'm believing in Stafford going mm-hmm. finally to a winning situation. So you weren't earlier. That's why I thought we were going to differentiate. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. Mm-hmm. I like the 49ers. I like to see all three of those teams are good. And you can make a case for Arizona. I'm not. I can't. Because of the quarter, because of the right. coach. But it's the Rams for me. Yeah. So we agree again. Do does every team in the West do they all finish above five hundred? No. You think there? You think the uh, seven seven and ten for the Cardinals something like six that? Six and eleven. Six and eleven. I'm and Kingsbury's out. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, and if it plays out that way, where they're six and eleven, seven and ten, even yeah, yeah. he's gone. All right, I'm going to take the Rams as well. All right, so we need wild card teams. We need three wild card teams coming out in the AFC and the NFC. Who do you got? I've got Miami. Miami. I've got Baltimore. Baltimore. And let me put these glasses on. Oh, okay. You're going deep. Oh, they're uh, they're my Denver Bronco glasses. Oh, the Broncos are getting in. They are getting in. They are getting in. And my money's already backed that up because I got them at plus one eighty at DraftKings. Or was it Bet Rivers? I have them at one of the places to make the playoffs. Uh, so yes, they get in. I'll, I'll take Denver. I will take Baltimore, and I will take the fish. And Miami. Well, two of those agree. I'm with you, Denver. I bet the over well before the season. Mm-hmm. Love that. Uh, also going with Baltimore there. I think those are Baltimore and Cleveland. It's going to be nip and tuck to the end. So you're looking for that last team. Is it going to be for anybody from the AFC South? Well, you've got Colts winning the division, so you almost got to look at the Titans, don't you? That defense is so bad. I, I think they're going to be better because they can't be worse than they were a year ago. I'm just not going there with Tennessee. Right. I'm going off the board a little bit. Year two of Herbert. And I'm going Chargers. You know, that's not a bad pick, Trent. I mean, he was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really good in his rookie camp. That's a good pick. Yeah, I think it'll be whoever. It'll be Chargers, Broncos. Um, that That's the fight for me. All right, to the NFC. Stephen M. Sipple, you Husker fans, he's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Bill Bender at 11.05. Um, NFC, do you want to go first with your wild card teams? There's, there's no wild card t- coming out of the East, right? Nope, that is a cross-off for me, even All taking right. Washington. There is one coming out of the north. There is. They reside north of us. North of us in Minnesota. I'm going with the Vikings for one of my wild card teams. Mm-hmm. 49ers, as I took the Rams, I'm going to go that direction. And Seattle. It will be three teams mm-hmm. coming out 
of the division. Mm-hmm. I got Seattle, San Francisco, and Minnesota, my three wild cards. I'm with you on the Niners and the Seahawks. And it came down to me for the Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. Mm. Jameis. Kurt. How many games is he going to miss? Mm-hmm. Delvin uh, Cook, also not maxing. Oh, he's not either? Read that last night. Uh, I like Zimmer's defense. I'm rooting for Zimmer. I like Mike Zimmer. I do. Saints. Going to New Orleans. Yep, game in New Orleans. We finish it up with our Super Bowl well, I'm prediction. On, we're both on record for yesterday, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to stick with Buffalo and Green Bay, and I've got Buffalo winning the Lombardi Trophy for the first time ever, breaking Aaron Rodgers and Packer fans' hearts as he plays his final game as a Packer. I hope that's not the case. Um, but I've got Buffalo winning the Super Bowl. I got the Chiefs going with that over the Rams. Stay healthy. Stay healthy, Rams. They can do that. Yeah, they got a chance. They, they got a big chance. Absolutely do. And they'll get off to a good start in week one against my Bears. First coach, well, is I don't think there's a coach fired in a regular season. In season, Nagy's not going to be fired. I Ask Cappy so. that yesterday. I don't think so. Kind of look around. Vic? Yeah, that would probably be the one, right? That would make the most sense. Expectations kind of teetering if it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. They're not a playoff team. He's out anyway. Mm-hmm. And they get off to a slow start and... Teddy's not the answer, and they go to Locke, and he's terrible, and all of a sudden they're 2-5. and five. Maybe. Gruden's not walking the plank. Mayock might, but Gruden's not. Right. Um, Ten-year deals are nice to get, aren't they? Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, I think that's it. Anyways, we are on record. We will come back with Stephen M. Sipple. Uh, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports will get his picks uh, before we get uh, finished with our number one in our number two, Bill Bender will start it off uh, from the sporting news, and then we will hear uh, from Ben Visser, who covers Iowa State for the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Miller and Condon are here until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 1-0. Sport. It's time for SIP. <laughs> Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal-Star talks with myself and Ken on Nebraska football. I mean, I have a radio show. We have callers. I pay attention to my Twitter notifications and all that. There's definitely some frustration. We talk Cornhuskers, and you never know what else is going to come up. With 30 years on the Nebraska beat, here's Stephen M. Sipple. As long as they're paying me to talk, I'm just going to keep doing it. All right, let's get right to them as we're a little bit a little long in segment number one. He's Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star. Sip Trent and Ken, next time you have Bill Bender on your show, thank you for being flexible. I flipped you two around when you had the issue that came up. So Bill's going to move to 1105 yeah. at your behest, sir. Well, I appreciate it. Like my wife says, the world revolves around me. So, uh, it's funny. My wife says the same thing about it's me. the same in the Condon household. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, well, we're that. Indeed. Sip, let's, uh, let, I don't know what you learned last week. Defense shut down. Um, what we, yeah, let's do it this way. Your biggest takeaway from the route, and they needed one, uh, of Fordham last week. What did, what did you learn about this Nebraska team that you didn't maybe learn after the uh, loss in Champaign? Well, not a lot, but, but there's, there's some things that you can 
there's some things you can take away. Okay, I'll give you one. Uh, their best running back might be Marquis Step, the USC transfer. Um, now, will he be the starting running back uh, tomorrow? Or excuse me, Saturday at two thirty against Buffalo. I I don't know. Nobody's committing to that, but it's very possible. I think we learned that. Um, we learned that Adrian, if given time, you know he can he can he can throw the ball downfield. He completed six passes of twenty three yards or more. Um, we learned that the you know that Scott is serious about the running game. They ran the ball six, <laughs> they ran the ball sixty five times. Jesus, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of running. And you know the running backs ran at fifty some times. Wow. So there was they really did commit to the run game, particularly in the second half. Which was the smart thing to do. They're up twenty-four to seven at halftime. So on defense, mm, uh, we didn't. I don't know that we learned a whole lot. I mean, the only thing we learned is maybe it's a little shakier than you want. You know, they mm. Fordham had a little too much success early. They ran the ball fairly well. Um, I don't know. You, you it was. I think you know fifty-two to seven, fifty-two to seven, and I think they needed that, and I think they maybe found their footing a little bit. Big step up this week from Fordham to Buffalo. Very good MAC program. New coaching staff there with Lance Leopold now down at Kansas. Yeah. But give us a little preview here. Is this another sticky situation against a MAC opponent? Yeah, I do. I think it's. I think. I think it is a sticky situation. I don't. You know, the, I, I don't know. You guys pay attention to the spread more closely than I do, but I believe it's 12 and a half, 13. It might be 13 by now. 13 and a half. I think, <laughs> see, that seems really odd. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, it does. I don't want to, I do this thing, you know, I'm pretty good about blowing up opponents and making them sound really good. Um, but I think, I do think Buffalo's tough. Now see where, where Buffalo's going to test Nebraska Nebraska does want to run the ball downhill. They want to. But you saw the Illinois game. They had a lot of trouble doing it. Um, and I don't know. I don't. I mean, Buffalo's pretty good up front. I watched, I watched them in the Camellia Bowl from start to finish last year against Marshall. And that was one of my big takeaways. They're, they're pretty stout in the defensive line and that linebacker. So I, we'll see on this. I. Uh, how does Nebraska? How well will Nebraska move the ball in a, its conventional run game? That's a big question. Hmm. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal Star. Sip. Uh, since we're short on time, I do want to pick your brain on what you've seen so far. Okay. I mean, they're only one game into it, but your thoughts on the Big Ten West? Iowa looked good beating Indiana. Uh, Purdue had mm-hmm. a nice win over uh, who did they beat Oregon State. Um, of course, Northwestern fell to Michigan State on Friday. We saw the was uh, the Minnesota on Thursday night. Your takeaway early in what you've seen in the Big Ten West? Okay, uh, yeah, I might just extend it to the Big Ten if you don't mind, sure. it's, because it's the Big Ten West discussion. The bottom is is fascinating to me. I just don't. The bottom's good, is what I'm saying. Um, not Illinois, not great. I mean, I watched the UTS game start to finish, and Illinois is not great. And I'd say Illinois and Nebraska are at the bottom. Probably Nebraska at the bottom. Now think about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have your Nebraska rider on saying, if I was doing power rankings, I think you have to put Nebraska at the bottom. I don't think Nebraska's that bad. But it just tells you where teams like Rutgers and Maryland um, and Purdue. Yeah, Maryland. Good point. I mean, per, 
Purdue's down in that region too. They're they would be fighting for the bottom too. But I mean, Purdue beat Oregon State not resoundingly, but it's a pretty that's a pretty good win. Mm-hmm. But you look at what Maryland did against West Virginia, Rutgers did against Temple. I'm sort of amazed by this league. How you know it's the bottom's rising a little bit. <laughs> I'd like to see Nebraska stay out of the bottom. <laughs> Understand definitely that part of it. So you get a win. Buffalo favored by nearly two touchdowns. Is there a realistic path for this team still, even with the loss to Illinois, to get to six wins and get bowl eligibility? Is is that realistic at all in your mindset? <laughs> yeah, it's realistic. It's going to be a fight. You have to win this game. Okay. I, I uh, the it, 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 you know what's interesting around here. I don't. I feel like this is a gigantic game. You're not really hearing that so much. Mm. There's a lot of resignation over here. Like, your question is accurate. I think people, uh, you know what, people are pretty realistic over here right now. But is there a path? Yeah, there is a path. But that path involves winning this game. If you don't win this game, then it's you're going to have to pull some pretty major upsets to get there. So I, I think this is pretty big. They need some momentum going into Norman. They go, you know, Nebraska plays in Oklahoma mm-hmm. yep. next week. They need some momentum. They do, and we'll just see. I, I, I'll tell you what. I got a very open mind going into tomorrow. I don't know exactly what to expect right now. Sip and one of those other teams will close on this. The, to your point about the bottom getting bigger in the in the league overall, Michigan State was one of those teams that was supposed to yeah. finish at the bottom. I thought they looked. I can't say really good, but I think that they surprised some people with the way they beat Northwestern on Friday. Oh, absolutely, Kenny. I mean, I have a Lindy's preseason magazine that has Michigan State ranked 14th in the Big Ten. I watched that game like you did. If that's the 14th, if that's the worst team in the Big Ten, then then the bottom's really good. I mean, Kenneth Walker's a big addition. They're pretty good up front on defense, Michigan State. They're pretty good defensively, period. I mean, that's a... They really rally to the ball. They play that Michigan State defense. Again, not great. I don't want to oversell them, but they, yeah, they were impressive. And, yeah, I was shocked because I I was expecting the worst team in the Big Ten. And if that's the worst, then that's pretty good. Stephen M. Sippel, Lincoln Journal star. We will talk to you uh, 48 hours prior to the Oklahoma-Nebraska game next week. Thank you, Sip. Appreciate you coming on. Talk to you next Thursday. Thank you for adjusting, guys. All right, yeah, Paul. we'll definitely do it next Happy Thursday. Happy to do Take it time. for you. Take care. Stephen M. Sipple, Lincoln Journal star. We will come back uh, with uh, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. Hopefully with a cleaner phone line this week. Oh, that's right. We yeah. had trouble with that. You know what? He was on in, over in the eastern part of the state in Bromel Camp show. I wonder if he had trouble with the phone line with him last week. Interesting. Because, yeah, with us, it sounded like a robot. We'll try. We'll find out. How's that for a tease? Will you be able to understand our next guest? Well, stick around and find out. 1460 KX 0106.20 expenditure. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KX 0 and 106.3 FM. Welcome back, 10.50 on a Thursday. Bill Bender, Sporting News, kicks off hour number two. Ben Visser covers Iowa State for the Cedar Rapids Gazette. He will chime in. 
at about 11.30. Right now, he's Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. Lee back in his normal spot, week number two. Lee, before we get into a slate of games from this week, good to speak with you as always. Uh, How much of your week, following what you saw over the weekend, uh, was consumed by making adjustments to what you saw in week number one? I took in every game. I just finished late last night the Troy Southern game. So it's a little bit harder because, you know, you got power five teams, a lot of them playing FCS opponents. So I got to watch more games and degrade them. But uh, it helps me. You know, there's some things that are clearer once you see teams play, even if it's against lower level competition. The biggest mistake that the public makes is they will watch a game, and the first game that they watch, in a year, they will end up playing that team for five or six weeks. It's just like when you date. The first, when you meet someone, you're either attracted or you're not attracted, and they play those teams. And teams improve the most from the first to the second week. So you have to look closely. Can't just look at scores. You got to look at rotations. You got to look how teams are improving. There will be three or four teams that will win four or five in a row against the spread after losing week one. So. One of the things that you have to, you know, kind of heed caution to going forward. One of the teams that is going into their third game now is our first game with Lee Sterling, and it's Nebraska-Buffalo. This point spread keeps creeping up, too. I see popping at 13.5 a lot of spots, was 12.5 earlier this week. What do you see with Nebraska now against an opponent with the pulse again? This isn't Fordham, this is Buffalo. No. Yeah, and they have some some really good players. Kyle Trees, the quarterback, running back, Kevin Marks. They have a couple linebackers and James Patterson and Godofi Wright. These guys might be playing at the next level. Even a defensive end who didn't play last year who was injured and had a combined 13 and a half sacks in 18 and 19, Taylor Riggins is back. But after that, they're a little weak. And I'm noticing uh, these, these MAC teams have not fared well so far. In fact, last Saturday they lost by – anywhere between 20 and 50 points, the five MAC opponents that played Power 5 conference teams. And uh, Buffalo also maybe getting used to a new coach with new coordinators. Uh, I'm not going to pick Nebraska possibly too many more times going forward, but I think they pull away late, win and cover 40-20. to 20. Mm, Oklahoma State yep. Tulsa, uh, Zach Collins obviously no longer there. Terrific yep. linebacker. Uh, Sanders didn't get the start. Illingworth came in. Oklahoma State got the, got the win. Um, yep. Not pretty. No. Uh, your thoughts yep. on uh, on Oklahoma State and Tulsa? Yeah, I mean, we don't know if Spencer Sanders is going to start. He's coming off COVID. Even if he does, he may not be 100%. I'm not impressed with their wide receivers. I mean, without Tylon Wallace and Dylan Stoner, they're not getting much separation. They also lost Chubba Hubbard. I mean, we're used to seeing some really explosive Oklahoma State teams, but uh, don't see that. Don't love their play calling here. Uh, Tulsa's skilled players, they might be as good or better than Oklahoma State's Shamori Brooks and running back Eric Prince. These two guys are dynamic here, and I think that they were looking ahead here. They were looking for revenge in that game last year that they could have won at Oklahoma State. They also get back their top five wide receivers here. They also had Tulsa 12 penalties for 122 yards, very uncharacteristic. I think Oklahoma State might survive again 27-20, but 13.5 points, that's way too much. Right there with you. Like that one, Lee. Let's go to a big national game. It's the big noon kickoff. 11 o'clock for us here in the Central Time Zone. Ohio State welcomes in the quack attack. 
Yeah, and, and another game here where the line might be too heavy, 14.5 points for Ohio State. Yeah, they got some great skill players at receiver. Uh, the running backs are really good. The quarterback, not the same, in my opinion, as Justin Fields. I think as we get farther into the season, we're going to find out that Minnesota was not a good team. They just played on a lot of emotion, and as soon as their star running back, Abraham, got hurt, um, you know, they couldn't compete at all. So, Oregon, they started off up 14 nothing last week. They went conservative, 49 runs, just 25 passes. This is a team that, I mean, they get some top-level talent. They have a couple running backs uh, that are scary good that can go the distance any play. They have three good receivers. And uh, how about their offensive coordinator? People don't realize that Oregon's offensive coordinator is none other than Joe Moorhead. And where was he in 2016 and 17? But at Penn State when they won. 24-21 over Ohio State, and they almost defeated him the next year when he was calling plays 39-38 here. The Ducks have uh, beaten three straight-ranked opponents here. I-, I think this is a barn burner. Ohio State wins 42-35, but huh, I'm taking the Ducks. Quack, quack. Cyhawk, Iowa State favored four. God, this game is going to be so much fun. I mean, uh, as soon as I saw it scheduled, I'm not kidding, uh, the hair raised off on my back. I was that excited. So Matt Campbell looking for his first win in four tries. Uh, they got to get off to quicker starts. I mean, look at last year. Started slowly. Uh, they're going to have to maybe come up with a trick play. Uh, Charlie Kohler, when he's in there, though, the offense seems to 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 – to move so much better here. They got to go to him early and often. He's almost unguardable here. Uh, I think they were looking ahead, certainly, and and they're certainly not looking ahead. They have UNLV, Baylor, and Kansas. I don't think Brock Purdy's going to throw two pick sixes again. I think it's going to be close, but I think Iowa State, with all their top end talent at running back, tight end, quarterback, and maybe a playmaker on defense, might be the difference here. Finally. Matt Campbell breakthrough after three narrow losses. It's time. Iowa State, 23-16. 23-16, going with the clones. And the under. And the under, and I like that part of it, too. We finish up with a little NFL, Kansas City, Cleveland. This is a fun one. Ken and I both have an opinion already. Love to hear your take, Lee. Yeah, so, you know, the, the, they love to have rematches. And mm-hmm. Cleveland, when they, they played Kansas City last year, they were coming off beating Pittsburgh. Uh, it made their season. A lot of times teams, after one game in the playoffs, they find a way to win. They just don't have it. And they were injured, uh, but they fought to the end. They were down 19-3 to in that game. They played without Odell Beckham. They had all kinds of injuries on the defense. They added some really nice pieces here to complement their star pass rusher, Miles Garrett, and Denzel Ward on the back end. So nothing's changed in Kansas City. I just think Cleveland, they may, might be right up there with Buffalo nipping on Kansas City's heels. Kansas City wins 34-31, but I'm taking the six and a half. I think the, the last team with, with the ball wins this game. We agree with you. The mm-hmm. game, your game of the week, we don't have to wait much longer for. In fact, about eight and a half hours, it will be yep. kicking off in Tampa Bay. It's Tampa Bay in Dallas. Is the Super Bowl chaff slipped the curtain? If the audience wants more information on this game, Lee, how do they get in touch with you? What a game. Uh, Super Bowl champ returning 22 starters against America's team, and they're fresh off hard knocks. So this is what everyone wants. We'll give it to them. Last year, we were combined number one. It's documented college football in the NFL, 
money we won for our clients. Uh, it was tough. We were up late at night, sometimes till one or two in the morning, figuring out things, all the COVID cases and moving the games and cancel games. But uh, I watched 88 spring games. I'm ready to go. I think we're going to have a huge year this year. For the first time ever, I rate my games from 10 to 50 units. I have never in 28 years had a 40 to 50 unit play in the NFL week one. But I found a game where, how about this, I think a team is overrated by three or four points. A team is underrated. The matchups dictated. Even the weather looks perfect. You want to get on this game. We're 52 and 18 on these 40 to 50 unit plays going back the last 15 years. Just go to ParamountSports.com and get with us for three weeks for two ninety seven for the season. If you use coupon code SAVE three hundred for the entire season for twelve ninety seven, hop on now. Let's get started from the beginning. ParamountSports.com or call eight hundred four hundred nine seven four one. Talk to you next week, Lee. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you, Lee Sterling. ParamountSports.com. Clear Howard, phone line. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? It was. Uh, hour two coming up. Bill Bender Sporting News. Ben Visser on Iowa State. Miller and Condon, 1460 and 106.3 FM.